0: Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord that we consider together this morning is a portion of our first reading from 2 Chronicles chapter one. Do you have much in common with King Solomon? King Solomon was especially wealthy famous and powerful and very well known for his wisdom people traveled from all over just to listen to him speak in so many ways our lives are far different from Solomon's Yet, Solomon's greatest blessing is the very one that we need to Solomon was the son of King David And he ruled Israel as king from about 970 to 930 years before the birth of Jesus. And at first, it was unlikely, unexpected that Solomon would ever get to be king. Normally, the oldest son in the royal family would take over when the king died. And Solomon had several older brothers. As King David's health was failing... One of those brothers, Abijah, declared himself king and almost succeeded. But then David rallied his strength and chose Solomon to be the next king. And as Solomon is beginning his reign, he realized something of greatest importance. He said this to God in a prayer, You have shown great kindness to David, my father, and have made me king in his place. Did you notice what Solomon said? He realized that God is the one who made him to be king. It was not his choice, not his ability that achieved that. God had brought him to that place in life. How did you get to be where you are in your life with the roles and responsibilities that you have? First of all, how did you get to be a child of God. Because like the Apostle Paul, who was persecuting Christians, and, and Matthew, who perhaps overcharged people as he collect taxes, they were unlikely candidates to be called to follow God. We as sinners too are unlikely. But God in his grace and mercy chooses us and brings us to faith to follow him. But how about the earthly roles and responsibilities that you have. How did you become someone's child or spouse or parent? How did you get the job that you are doing now or get to retire from work that you once did? We may think that those things mainly result from choices that we make or from our work to achieve or accumulate things, but Who gives us life and sustains us day by day? Who determines the family that we are born into and the talents and abilities that we have? Who surrounds us with parents and teachers, with friends and neighbors who assist us and encourage us on the way? How did we get to be in the right place at the right time to get a certain job or to meet the person who became our spouse Do those things just happen? Is life a string of random events that bounce us from one thing to another, like the ball in a pinball machine and who knows where we're gonna end up? (coughs) King David, who taught his son Solomon, wrote this in Psalm 139. You, Lord, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Solomon realized the Lord was the one who made him to be king and entrusted him with unique responsibilities. As God's representative in government, Solomon was to care for the people, physically and spiritually too. God had chosen no one besides Solomon to do that at that time. So he needed to do it faithfully. And isn't that true in your life too? God has given you life and brought you to where you are, to a place where no one else in the world has exactly the same responsibilities that you have. If you are married... God has chosen no one besides you to love and to care for your spouse. God has chosen no one besides you to care for your family, both physically and spiritually. God has selected no one else to do the job that you are doing or to be the neighbor who lives at your address or to be the church member who is seated where you are at this very moment. God has chosen no one else to do the good works that he's prepared in advance for you to do. And and why does God do that? He does that so that you and I may serve him and serve others in ways that only we can. As Solomon thought about his God-given responsibilities, he felt overwhelmed. He said this to God, Lord, who is able to govern this great people of yours? He felt unqualified to carry out all the duties God was entrusting to him. He knew that others were depending on him, so he had to do them faithfully. He knew he needed help, and God knew that too. So God came to him in a vision and offered, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Think of the possibilities. Solomon could have asked for riches or fame or power. He could have asked for an easy life or good health or the defeat of his enemies. And those things would have been convenient for Solomon. But they would not have helped those that Solomon had been called to serve. He needed to know what is right and true and good, and how to put it into practice so that others would be blessed as he ruled as king. So he asked for what he needed most. He said, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people of yours. So how would Solomon receive wisdom and knowledge? In the book of First Kings, this Bible event is also recorded there, And that's where Solomon asks for a discerning heart. That Bible word means a listening heart. He knew that he needed to listen to the Lord because there alone true wisdom is found. God gave Solomon what he asked for, a listening heart that learned from God what is right and true and good to serve others and to honor God. And by God's grace, Solomon accomplished many things as he lived in God's wisdom. But sadly, he did not always follow that for himself. In addition, God gave him things that he had not asked for, gave him more wealth and power and honor than any other king of Israel would ever have. If God offered you whatever you asked, What would you request? What do you need most? How can you best serve the spiritual and physical needs of others? How can you safeguard your own soul and your own eternity? Don't you and I also need wisdom and knowledge more than anything else? But we human beings do not possess wisdom naturally. Think of things that we hear of on the news, foolish things that others have done that that makes the news. And maybe sometimes we say to ourselves, I don't think I'd ever do anything that foolish. But each one of us has a sinful nature that is capable really of, of any sin. What might we do? if we were hungry enough, or angry enough, or threatened enough? What might we do if we were overwhelmed by pain or grief? When we hear of foolish things that others have done, then we should pray, Lord, give me wisdom, so that my own sinfulness does not bring shame to me, or to you, or to those I love. And it's not just others that do foolish things. Think of times that we allowed ourselves to get close to something sinful thinking we could always stop ourselves. Or times that we thought we had a good reason for doing something our way instead of God's way. We don't find wisdom naturally within us. Nor do we find it in the world around us. A world that often questions and ignores and attempts to override God's wisdom? Is it wisdom to celebrate behaviors that God in concern tells us are eternally dangerous and don't bring peace and happiness here on earth either? There are increasingly loud voices that say that if you follow God's will, then you are unloving or intolerant or on the wrong side of history. We need wisdom to learn what God says for ourselves and then wisdom to humbly speak the truth and love to others. We need wisdom to teach our children and others that God alone can make us wise for salvation and make us wise for this life too. So how will we find wisdom and knowledge? only with a listening heart that humbly hears and believes and follows what God teaches and says the Bible tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom this fear is a deep respect of God that we humbly listen as God shows us our sin and calls us to repent of them no matter what they are We are astonished at the love of God to send us the savior that we need. That he would send his own son who would live according to the wisdom of God's will to achieve the righteousness that we need and then to pay for all of our sins. God invites us to bring to the cross of our savior all of our failures to live in his wisdom. You and I cannot undo foolish, sinful choices that we have made. But at the cross, the holy blood of Jesus and his innocent death wash them all away. Those sins are not on us anymore. God sees them no more. God sees you, holy and blameless in his sight. May God give you wisdom to see yourself like that as one who has been set apart from sin in the forgiveness of Christ, one who's been set apart to serve your God. And in thankful love to God who's loved you first, pray for wisdom, to know what is good and noble and right, to know how to serve others. If you are a young child, Pray, Lord, give me wisdom to honor my parents and others in authority and to grow in knowledge to serve you. If you are a parent, pray, God, give me wisdom to understand my children, to gently correct them in love, and to put their spiritual needs first. Are you an employee? Pray, Lord, give me wisdom to realize that really I am working for you, fulfilling your purpose to serve others in this world. And if others at work criticize my faith in you, give me wisdom to speak in a helpful and winsome way. As a church member, pray, Lord, give me wisdom to stay faithful to your word willing they carry the burdens of my brothers and sisters in Christ, and to speak the truth in love, to reach out to others. Each child of God can pray, Lord, you have made me your own, and you have put me where I am in life. Give me wisdom to see the opportunities and the challenges that I face, so that I speak and act wisely so that others may see and hear and know the saving love of Christ. As different as our lives are from Solomon's life of fame and riches, we do have something in common with him. He needed wisdom to serve in his God-given place in life. You and I, too, have a God-given place in life where we are to serve him and others. And for that, we need wisdom. We need a listening heart. As God, in his word, teaches us wisdom for us to know and to follow his will, knowledge to teach others, and strength of faith to serve them in ways that will truly bless them. And for that, we pray for what we need most. We pray, Lord, give me wisdom. Amen.